I'm Anna Webb, and this is A Dog's Life. It seems like it's film season on A Dog's Life. That's because last week we spoke to Elizabeth Lowe about her documentary Stray. And this week we're talking to Toby Rose to get the latest on this year's Fido Awards. Toby Rose, welcome back to A Dog's Life. Good afternoon. How the devil are you, Toby? I'm feeling pretty good today because it's sunny and there is the uh, easing of lockdown, making its gracious progress towards the ability for us to all meet up and have a drink in a pub together. Absolutely. And and even more important, I think, is uh, to go and see some films at the cinema. Correct. And uh, there are plenty of doggy films you can go and see at the cinema coming your way. So I believe I'm so privileged to have you on as you organise the Palm Dog every year, which may not be happening this year because still of lockdown, as the Palm Dog would happen in Cannes as part of the Cannes Film Festival, right? Well, the good news is that the Palm Dog will be going ahead this year by hook, by crook, by lead, by collar, whichever which way we can do it but there will be an official selection at the Cannes Film Festival which is scheduled to start on July the 6th and run its normal term but it will most likely because thanks to corona slash covid-19 it will be much more French orientated but we've always been very French I mean the founding the godfather of Palm Dog Mutby was born in France in Champagne. So the Palm Dog is extremely French, obviously. So the fact that it's French centric will be uh, mean that Palm Dog remains part and parcel of, of the Cannes Film Festival. Though it may be, as I said, more digital, a digital live mix. Don't expect big Hollywood stars to be flying in with their entourages. But I suspect you'll see some very famous names there. And most importantly, Anna, some fabulous dogs. Of course. No, absolutely. I think the last Palm Dog winner was Tarantino's for Tarantino's film with Brad Pitt in it and the amazing Pitbull, wasn't it? Sejuri was the name of the dog. It was an American Pitbull. But what I would like to do in the kindest and most respectful way is to alert you to the fact that we did do something last year during the first can in the COVID era. And that was to award Uggy the Palm Dog of Palm Dogs, which was rather wonderful. And just a little thing to add on that is when we were talking to Uggy's owner, Omar Von Muller, in uh, Los Angeles, we discovered in our chat that unbelievably he as a dog trainer had worked on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Sejuri in the dramatic fight scene at the end. So it was, it was like a very closing the circle of 
canine excitement. What an amazing man. I'd be privileged to meet him, actually, and Uggy um, on the red carpet in Leicester Square a good few years ago now. But uh, that film, The Artist, will always be one of my favourites. But moving into uh, the present and what's happening before the Cannes Film Festival is the Fidos, Toby. Tell yes, us a bit more. Dear. Yes. Well, the Fidos stand for... In four incredible dogs on screen. Wow. And there have been a considerable number of incredible dogs on screen this year. Um, I mean, it's been quite amazing. And I think in no short, um, there's no coincidence that during lockdown, uh, I think dogs probably got a bigger uh, showing on the screen. And also people... As we know, and you've reported, no doubt, many times during this lockdown, people have been welcoming dogs in as members of the family. Pups are popping up all over the place. And I think the same can be said on film. And we've, we've got a big selection this year. One small point that is the big point is that we have a new section called Dog Docs, which uh, is... Uh, in large part due to the fact we had a complete bonanza selection to choose from, but also we had a couple, uh, well, more than a couple of extremely wonderful dog documentaries. Um, and, and thus, Fido's has not been affected by the pandemic in a bad way. If anything, it has been booming during the pandemic. Well, I love, you know, the categories that you have, and um, I'm particularly interested by the new category, Dog Docs, because uh, my latest podcast, actually, is with Elizabeth Lowe, the film director who directed Stray in Istanbul, which I just love that film. But the other nominee that you've got in that category is a film I haven't seen yet. Have you seen The Truffle Hunters yet, Toby? I have seen it, and I'm still recovering. What do you it mean? It was so sweet. Oh, gosh, and... it's a movie I so want to see. The director's even following me on Twitter because you don't know this, but I've trained Prudence, my bull terrier, to <gasps> sniff out truffles. Not in Italy, obviously, because we've been in lockdown, but it's been our lockdown project. So she can discriminate the scent of the, the very elusive British truffle. <laughs> oh, my God. Where would one find a British truffle, my dear? By a beech tree or an oak tree in woods. Oh. Yeah, but they're, they they're quite protected. Yes. In fact, you know, my local cheese stall um, on a Sunday at our farmer's market locally in Groovy Hackney, I noticed they sell just British cheeses, right? And um, half of them have got truffle in. So yesterday I bought a truffled brie. That's Ooh. made in Somerset. Yes, there you are. So truffles, you see, it could be my plan B. <laughs> well, I think truffles are the way to go. In the Truffle Hunters, as you know, there were a bunch of, of the furthest from Hackney you could get in a way, of old timers. So sort of retro chic times a lot, uh, wandering through the woodlands in uh, Umbria, or Tuscany, uh, with their where they're faithful hounds and one of the old guys his dog was called Berber that was just you know a, a complete superstar and would join him at his dining table would lick the plate which I all know dog owners will find 
a touching moment. Some will be shocked, but there are others of us that think, wow, come on, join us for the food. But that was Truffle Hunters and really wonderful. Wow. So I'm so excited about that, you know, being screened in the UK. Then you have another one called I Am Greta in the Dog Dogs. Yes, absolutely. That is, of course, Greta Thunberg, the extremely opinionated young lady from Sweden. I love Wouldn't her. like to get stuck at a dinner party with her. But she <laughs> has two dogs, Moses, the golden retriever, and Roxy, the black Labrador. Wow. Um, and they are her close companions. And when you imagine the uh, level of uh, controversy that she generates and occasionally snipey comments, I'm sure that Greta is the opinionated woman and carrying on great things, not least because I'm sure that both Moses and Roxy are super supportive of her. Oh, well, I'm sure, you know, um, and in Sweden, Sweden's so dog friendly also, you know, and oh, I love Greta. You know, I'm half Swedish, so I'm a bit biased. Oh, but... for goodness sake. Oh, biased. the world. <laughs> Another one, though, you've got historical hound, which is an interesting category in itself, isn't it, Toby? Absolutely wonderful. And you've got Rebecca as one of the, the films focusing on, I would imagine, the loyal Cocker Spaniel of the Daphne Du Maurier adaptation. Correct. And as we know, the lovely Spaniel went by the name of Jasper, I believe. And Jasper was integral in going, rooting around and rooting up clues. Mm. So every so often... Uh, Rebecca, you know, the, 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 the story was uh, moved forward in no inconsiderable way by a bit of dog rummaging. Because as we know, when we take dogs for walks, you'll be going along and it's come on, catch up. And every so often, the dog will come across something that is of great and surprising interest. And this yes. happens a lot in Rebecca. Yes, and I think in a lot of crime fiction novels that are then adapted to film, they use dogs, you know, so integrally in the plot, they, particularly, you know, to discover a dead body or a bit of a clue like Jasper does in this. It's often joggers that find a dead body out on the, you know, out on Wimbledon Common or somewhere, isn't it, going for their early run. Another category, you've got a film that I've been privileged to see, actually, which is 23 Walks. I love that. That was a completely delightful film uh, in the, there was three nominations, but I must admit, 23 Waltz sprang out very early on. Um, Alison Stedman, as we know, is wonderful. And I believe his name, and this is from memory, is Doug Johns, who is the uh, leading man. And what is rather wonderful is that he played the lead in I, Daniel Blake, which won a... Um, was integral in winning for Ken Loach, Palm Dogmanitarian Award. Oh. And that was a film I went to, up to see I, Daniel Blake at its uh, UK premiere in it, the town in which it was filmed, city of Newcastle. And I met the little three-legged dog and uh, I, I bumped into this gentleman from 23 Walks, Doug Johns, and he is a charismatic um rather wonderful actor and so 
he, he is linked, as it were, for going, jumping from palm dog status, not palm dog, to the Fido. So I don't know if that's going to help, but uh, certainly a very dog friendly film. Yes, most definitely. And then, you know, we, we always like a bit of comedy, particularly at the moment, to lighten the mood. So there are three films here that I actually haven't heard of listed as nominations in Comedy Canine, Toby. Yes, well, Comedy Canine, as you know, dogs are a bit of a star term when it comes to humour. Mm-hmm. We think back on many a scene. I mean, you mentioned the artist earlier. Ugly was always tremendously good fun at lightening the mood for Jean Dujardin. Uh, when he was the uh, fading star with his little tricks. Uh, in our comedy canine section, we have uh, Bill and Ted face the music, of course, a classic, and within which are, is a fabulous little dog cameo, which is terribly jolly. Think Like a Dog is an absolutely <laughs> amazing little number where Henry the family dog communicates with Oliver who is the son of the household, a 12-year-old science whiz, uh, and their efforts join together to stop Oliver's parents separating in a comedy way. I love the title, Think Like a Dog, because if everybody did, I do believe, you know, the world would be a better place. I think it draws certain minds and mindsets towards this film in a flash. So, yes, good title, Think Like a Dog. I really think that um, gets full marks. And then, you see, we've also got the blockbuster Bowser. Absolutely. And uh, this had, a well, I mean, it was quite an amazing little selection box, I must say, of machismo going mad, but then mutts come in and take the edge off and show the human side. And that's often the way in blockbuster Bowser. Uh, We had Love and Monsters, which was very cute, and that's all about uh, teen love. But a dog comes in and is very sweet within. Then the other two are Honest Fit Thief, um, which is a tremendously amusing little number involving a a hardened FBI agent who is given a dog because it's part of the divorce settlement with his wife and he wants to keep hold of the dog, as you would. And... uh, Going back to my little earlier theory that dogs take the edge off macho, uh, this is certainly the case here. And the dog is in so many featured scenes. It's really quite wonderful. And then pop very, very majorly doggy is Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg. Um, And Mark Wahlberg is very attached to a dog called Pearl who was in the earlier Spencer Confidential and who is missed by Mark in his role in Spencer Confidential and mentioned and name-checked and then reunited with him in a very beautiful scene. And it's very blue-collar. It's very thin blue-line copper. uh, And at the same time, it's very sentimental, which I think is a lovely combination. Oh, yes. No, totally. Well, it's a blockbuster recipe for success, isn't it, really? I'll take those words and run with them. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got the best mutt moment. Ah, yes. <laughs> and then we come back to last night as we speak, the day following the Oscars yes. in Hollywood, 
that dates our podcast. <laughs> and I suppose we really would have to start off with Nomadland. And I was um, very interested in the film with Frances McDormand because of her being such a wonderful actress. Now, the another best actress in Oscar nominated Oscar statuette in her kit in her cabinet in the living room or wherever, and and was drawn to it and was warned off earlier saying, oh yes, well I don't think there's any dogs in it. So I then got a screener link a few months ago and saw it and sure enough, hmm. within moments. Ah. Not only is there a dog, but there's a dog with Frances McDormand who is leaving on her odyssey into Nomadland and she is being offered to be the uh, adoptive mother of a dog, which doesn't get more plot key than that. Oh, that gosh, she is it really going, doesn't. Should I, shouldn't I take the dog? Should I, shouldn't? Wow. No plot spoilers from me, but there is definitely Frances and a dog. And then the, during the film, uh, with regular and dependable um, uh, consistency, dogs popped up. And there's one particular moment when they're all sitting around a campfire in the wilds, in the desert, in the scrub, and they're around the campfire, being nomads, being sort of latter-day Western James Dean meets John Wayne types with a bit of Annie Oakley and a man <laughs> is round the fire and the camera goes to him and all you see is in silhouetted against the darkness of the firelight is a lovely Yorkshire Terrier. I leave you with that thought. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say Yorkshire Terrier, but I love that. I do want to see that film. And in a way, No Man Land, from what I've seen bits of here and there, it reminds me very much of Stray, Elizabeth Lowe's documentary in Istanbul of stray dogs and nomadic lifestyles with Syrian re refugees and, and the parallel of how entwined really when you get back to basics in life dogs and humans side by side it's an epigenetic perfect balance i think you're absolutely right and using the example of those two films is really illustrates the point and when i went to see nomadland fearing for no dogs but just assuming they'd be there I was vindicated and they were indeed there. And it was very obvious that they played a key role and that they, that was their natural place. Yeah. And they, they were there and they were the comfort. They were the very important element to the new lifestyle structure that these people were constructing. And there was one particular moment where a woman went on the road and the first trauma she suffered was the concept of what to do with the dogs. And that was what she told Frances McDormand uh, in her heart to heart in the motor camper van. And I thought, there you go. The dogs are, are really front and centre of this. And they have been in, in this last year, of course, you know, for everybody in, in their homes, really. So many dogs have been integrated into our lives to help us cope, really, you know, as being steadfast companions. 
they are so important and have proved to be so important. Um, and we've seen the new statistics on dog ownership, and it really is quite striking how many mm. more people have decided, yes, a dog is something I will really improve my quality of life. And they're not wrong. They're absolutely right. No, they're not wrong. And hopefully everybody that has taken one on has thought ahead and taken on the, the commitment with lots of enthusiasm that is owning a dog, as a dog isn't just for lockdown, as you and I both know very well, Toby. So, But what a pedigree panel of judges you have, too. So oh, we've talked about, dear. oh, my word. So we've got the nominations, an exciting range of categories, and indeed... The judges explain who they all are well we have a wonderful panel tim roby from the telegraph their critic for the films uh, we have wendy mitchell the writer of the fabulous book citizen canine which is all about dogs on film rita DeSanto, very exotic lady as exotic as her name sounds who writes as the critic for the morning star and is also the vice president of the International uh, Critics Association. And we have Anna Smith, who is uh, the lady that fronts a podcast called Girls on Film oh. and has been with us for many a year and is also on the Palm Dog Jury in Cannes, as is this final gentleman, Kaleem Aftab, who is the film correspondent for the I newspaper. And again, is a veteran Palm Dog Can uh, jury member. Fantastic. So it's really keeping, you know, the, the key experts of the family and the tradition that has built your success so far. I would agree. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And <laughs> loyalty, as shown by canines, is shown to judges. And we keep on keeping on. So, Toby, will there be a Manitarian Award this year at the Fido's? There's Palm Dog Manitarian in Cannes, as we know, and Fi right. Dog Manitarian here oh. in the UK. And we are most definitely homing in on a couple of extremely good opportunities to honour people that have brought together the uh, canine species and the human race, a crossover, but a very day-to-day -day crossover, an osmosis that happens every time you just even walk down the street. Yes. It, it, everyone, you know, has a, has a doggy moment. And they uh, do. On a daily basis. Now, as you can imagine, because of the sensitivities of such an enormous award, there are uh, one or two people jockeying that position so we don't have a short list for in terms of propriety you you wouldn't like to pit one good cause against another but there will be a winner announced on the 23rd of may at the pop-up shop in lower stables uh, street which is in cold drops yard king's cross um, and it's very doggy friendly there great we will be opening the pop-up shop on the 21st of May. The Fido's will take place on the 23rd. And then we will shut up shop on the 24th of May, giving you four days to come and browse around what should be a rather splendid 
little location full of dog trinkets and loveliness from our supplier of the trophy collars for both Palm Dog and the Fidos that's called Creature Clothes. And they're a Shoreditch-based uh, dog accoutrements company, only providing the finest collars, yes. the finest leads, the finest bandanas and the finest blankets, to mention just a few things. Anna, if you went down there with a the gold American Express card, uh, yeah, <laughs> you'd max it out. <laughs> I know, I love creature clothes and I'm very excited about coming down. So this is obviously King's Cross. You know how they've regenerated King's Cross. So is it the, the sort of back end where it used to just be this old yard? Whereabouts? It's in, in Cold Drops Yard as you head up to the... Granary Square location yeah. with Central St. Martins dominating the fountains on the square. To your left, as you say, are the old sheds that brought all the coal into London over all those years from Victor mid-Victorian times and then became, for a short period of time, uh, trendy nightclubs, the Cross and Bagley's. Yes. And now is the Coal Drops Yard uh, shopping arcade of some repute and um, we will be in there and it'll be great. Oh, how exciting. Well, I'm definitely going to come along I and mean, I can't wait. I mean, I love that part of town and how it has all been redeveloped is, you know, quite extraordinary, to be honest with you, in, in a short period of time. That sounds great fun. What will it be? Do people buy tickets for the Fidos on the 23rd? What will happen is we're inviting people to come by to our pop-up shop it's invitation only for the FIDO Awards because of COVID restrictions. Of course. We believe we will only have 20 human beings in that space. But in yet another example of how dogs are genius, because dogs are, I imagine, non-vectors in the world of uh, nasty transmissions of COVID-19, the owners can bring their dogs. This means, my maths serves me right, I can um, add 20 and 20, which means that you would have, in that room, you would have 20 human beings, 20 dogs, which would give you 60 pairs of legs. Can you imagine? <laughs> it will. That is good maths. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. I mean, I should be on countdown, really, with that... Uh, Oh, math so, genius that's at the board will it be on zoom as well because i i would hate to miss this um i remember i've been to or oh, one fido's live because last year obviously it wasn't so i think it was the year before thoroughly enjoyed it and that was also in a very groovy hackney based setting do you remember that lovely cafe the hackney coffee company yes on cambridge heath road and yes. it was rather spiffing it and was. most enjoyable Indeed, absolutely was. Toby, I do hope this is an opportunity for us to meet in the pop-up at the very least and see you I again. very much hope so. Yeah, because it seems like 100 years. It's only been a year, but it seems so much longer in many ways. But it's such good news that we can count on canines to keep the screens buoyant and exciting for the next half of this year. Well, I think we can always count on canines no, no times more so than in the in a period of difficulty and struggle. They're always there, and that's fantastic that uh, 
this year we'll see so many of them on the big screen at the FIDA Awards at the fabulous Cold Drops Yard so that we can then bring in the fabulous dogs and trumpet their fabulous contribution to the big screen. Simply can't wait, Toby. So it's the 21st to the 24th of May with the actual Fido's taking place on the 23rd. Absolutely. Much chance to involve yourself. Can't wait, Toby. Thank you so much for this update. Good, good, good. And see you soon at the Fido's. Well, that's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I can't wait to pop down to the pop-up and see all the awards. What's that? Yes, you're right. It is time for our Woof of the Week. If a house isn't a home without a dog, then a film isn't a movie without a canine co-star. And as Elizabeth Taylor famously once said, her favourite co-star was Lassie in Lassie Come Home. And I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please tell your friends about the show and rate and review us so other dog lovers can find us. Thanks to Toby Rose and links to the Fido's are all in the show notes. Thanks to my producer, Mike Hansen at Pod People Productions. He edits and produces A Dog's Life and wrote the theme song. So follow them at Pod People UK. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs or visit my website, annaweb.co.uk We'll be back in your feed next week so follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye.